What's up, everyone? Welcome to the most must-hear podcast. Welcome to Off The Job. First things first, we have to go into this hop because this isn't going to be a 25 to survive kind of episode. We're aiming for the top. This is our 25th episode, but we're going to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going until we can't go no more. Our guest was kind enough to take out some of her time out of her busy schedule to come hang out with a couple jerk-off firefighters. We had the country artist who wanted to get a little more grungy. And what happens when you mix country and grunge together? The answer is for this is someone like Paramore, a pop punk slam dunk. So grab your inhaler because we have a Taylor. Taylor Acorn is in our house. Taylor, thank you so much for joining the show. What's up? No, thank you guys so much. That was a hell of an introduction, uh, I he, must say. He works, he works hard on him. He works hard. Grab your inhaler. We've got a tailor. I love put, that. Put that That's down awesome. on your, put that down for your next song that you're working on there. I'm gonna actually add that into my um intro for tour. I think that'd be kind of it. Fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love Literally, that. Not a doctor. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome oh I love my that. goodness so taylor the holiday season's uh upon us and like we we truly thank you for coming on the show but besides no that, thank you guys uh, for having me this is so fun so. so what what's your favorite holiday since uh since we got the seasons upon us i'm a big holiday gal i am i love decorating i love all of that stuff but i'm gonna have to say even though this year was kind of sad for me i didn't get to do a bunch but i love halloween we were oh, kind of talking fun. about oh, this before. Yeah. I'm a creepy gal. I like the creepy stuff. I love, I am terrified of them, but I, I love watching scary movies. They give me nightmares for months. Are you one of the, yes, are you one of those people you watch a scary movie and you're up all night wondering to yourself, why the hell did I just watch this movie? Oh, always. Me and my Constantly. wife, me and my wife would say that to us all the time. I'll be like, okay, well, we're going to sit down and watch a scary movie. And then we're like, why do we do this? All sitting there, blankets yeah. over, hiding under, hiding under, you know, behind each other and stuff. Uh, yeah, we're definitely like my boyfriend and I, he is very much into scary movies. And to be honest, like I wasn't ever super into scary movies for a long time. I would watch them and I, I'm, I was kind of telling you guys, I'm like really into true crime, but I feel like as much as I watch that, the more paranoid I get <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so it's like, I, I mean, the older I get now and I watch them, I'm like, wow, this could actually happen. And so I get scared. I kind of psych myself out, but um, we watch a lot of scary movies and he loves them just because he loves to like see how they film everything because he's in like film and photo. So he like, oh, cool. we'll see how they film everything and just like camera movements and stuff. And I don't know. So we watch a lot of scary movies, but um it's fun. I love, I love Halloween. I love trick-or-treating and costumes and all of the fun stuff, black and orange. <laughs> Are we in Christmas season or do you wait till Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas? I wait till Thanksgiving. Wait? I wait. I am, because here's the thing is that Thanksgiving is also a wonderful holiday. Like how oh, can yeah. you not, you know what I mean? Like the food is awesome. And then it's like, I love the fall colors and stuff like that so much. So it's like, as long as I can hang on to that. And especially in Tennessee, I mean, like you don't get fall for very long here. Like it's like summer, 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 then it's winter. You know what I mean? It's very cold. Yeah. Not like it is in like Pennsylvania or Maryland or anything like that. Cause it's like, you know, you go through the seasons and you're probably still getting snow in May, you know, out there here it's, it's hot 
and then it's cold and then it's hot again. So it's like- so you, have, you have two seasons and that's it. Yeah, so I like to kind of hold on to the, the fall season as long as I can before Christmas now, like the day after Thanksgiving, you best believe my Christmas tree is going to be up. But like oh, for yeah. them to start knocking everything down right after Halloween or like right before Halloween's even over and start putting Christmas stuff up, I'm like, oh, I don't know. But no, I, mean, I love uh, I love Christmas, I do. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I, I, think, I think we worked the past five Thanksgivings, right, Zach? A so lot, like, yeah. Oh my God. Like the way it just lands, like me and Zach's shift, we're just landing on each Thanksgiving. So it, it sucks right now, but I do like Christmas. I don't know. I'd rather like of all the holidays to work, especially now that I have kids, like I'd rather work Thanksgiving and I've been lucky that I've been off Christmas because I could have that with them. So yeah, I'll that's what it. I mean. So yeah, exactly. What, uh, yeah. How old was everyone when they stopped believing in Santa? I still believe in Santa. What do you mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You say, do, um, do you, uh, you just have, do you hide the elf for yourself around the house or around your apartment? I hide show? it for myself. Yeah, you say you believe in Santa. So, yeah, you know um, what? No, That's I such don't. a new school thing, though. Like, you know, let's say Michelle, we're, we're older. We're older. You know, that's that's a very young age thing, very Gen Z thing. Like Elf on the Shelf. I didn't have Elf on the Shelf growing up. No. Did you guys? No, I didn't have Elf on the Shelf, and to be honest, I think it's a little creepy. I don't, <laughs> the last thing I want to do is to be like doing something and like open a closet and have like a little elf pop out on you or something. I don't know. I just am like not a big elf on the shelf person. I don't know. Not, but, I'm not the biggest thing about it either. I'm kind of with you. I kind of think it looks, looks it's a little weird. I guarantee <laughs> you by the end of uh, when my kids get older, we'll be doing it just because that's yeah, what we're supposed to do. Because <laughs> they'll want to find it. But we yep. never did Elf on the Shelf or anything when we were younger. I don't even really know. If, I mean, we just did like the generic Christmas traditions, like yeah, church on Sunday, like Christmas morning kind mm-hmm. of thing. Sometimes we would do, um, we would like open a present like the day before Christmas, like just one, you know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of thing. But that's typical. Yeah, we never I like did that. All right, Taylor, here's what we're going to do yeah. now. We're going to move we into go. our segment called This or That. Uh, Zach's okay. going to actually do the game, but this is one of our okay. favorite segments that we like to do here. And, well, we're going to ask you a series of this or that, and you answer them as quick as you can. Uh, if, oh, you God. Explain, <laughs> if you feel the need to explain yourself, go for it. But good luck because Zach's going to ask you some pretty uh, out-of-this-world questions. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> we'll just do it we'll see how it goes okay. the first one for me at least i think the answer is pretty clear but we'll see what you have to say would okay. you and remember this is your own world so you make your own parameters your own anythings so okay. would you rather perform with fallout boy or panic at the disco at any time in their careers it could be now it could be at their high whatever you want panic at the disco really i would pick yeah fallout see boy. i told you that that's why i put that in there man it's very controversial and like i, I thought i would what'd you say do you want me to explain why or no Sorry, go, go for, for it. it if you feel the yeah. need i okay i love fallout boy i do but i've seen them live and i've never seen panic at the disco but my brother is like the biggest panic at the disco fan and he's gone to see them like multiple times and he like rants and raves about their performance and he does like backflips and they have like pyro like and all of that stuff and i was like 
that sounds like something very high energy, very fun. I think, and I also love their first album. Oof. Yeah. So good. So good. So I think I would, I would go with Panic at the Disco, but I love Fall Out Boy. I do. I Are just... you able to uh, do backflips on the stage for your shows? Um, no. Work on progress? I... Work in progress? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yet. But if Brendan Urie was doing it and he could teach me, then I would do it, you know? There you go. Teach me his ways. Yeah, see? Oh, man. All right. Uh, his All right. backflip, his backflip, though, or Pete Wentz's turnaround with the, the guitar. Mm. I'd still have to do the backflip. That's, okay. that's just, it's so cool. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been able to do a backflip. I'd definitely take the backflip. <laughs> All right, Zach, get us back All on right. track. Get us next back. one. Next one. We're trying to stay focused. Um, would you always want to always feel sticky or always feel itchy? Think about maple syrup versus like chicken pox. Uh, probably sticky. Yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I'm I not I'd do sticky as well. I mean, I feel like both of them are awful. That's. <laughs> I don't know. I just think like I you get that mosquito either. bite. Exactly. See, that's what drives yeah, me nuts. No, no, so. no. Mm-mm. That's that's awful too. Just always have <laughs> definitely, to definitely sticky. Ooh. Come on. Would you rather perform naked in front of an audience or take a razor scooter to the shin? To what? The shin. Your shin. Your leg. The shin. Yeah. Probably a razor scooter to the shin. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I perform naked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. You know how, like, people say, like, oh, like, if you're nervous, like, just picture the crowd naked. Has anyone ever told you that? I don't think anyone has ever told me that. Yeah, I think, like, when I was younger, definitely, but I don't know. I don't, I don't picture the crowd naked ever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of other things on your mind. There's probably some, some things out there that you just don't want to see, you know what I mean? 100%. Exactly. So... (laughs) And I've taken a razor scooter to the shin and it like hurts for two seconds. Then it goes away. You know, would you rather run an eight minute mile or chug a gallon of milk in a three minutes? Um, probably run an eight minute mile. Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent. Yeah. I was a runner back in the day. I actually right. went to college for track and field. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? So I used to love running. <laughs> what, was that what, uh, a little Canadian from you? Yeah, yeah? I heard the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that no like a Canadian, Tennessee thing no now? <laughs> I don't know what that was, to be honest. <laughs> That's just me, I guess. I'm a little okay, Canadian. Taylor, yeah. <laughs> what, what event did you run? Um, I did a lot. I did the 300 hurdles um, oh. in high school. I did the 4x4, four 4x1. Four, four um, I did the 200, the 100, 400 occasionally, but I, so you I did them all, that. basically anything that involved running. You Pretty much, that. Yeah, everything, <laughs> but mainly like the 300 hurdles, four by one, uh-huh. four by four. And then I would do like long jump or something like that. Like I would do a lot of, it. actually probably the 200 before anything else, but, did you? and then in college, I did the 400 hurdles, which were awful. <laughs> oh yeah did you get a you said you went for it did you get a scholarship to actually run track yeah so I ran wow. um yeah I ran at Kutztown wow, University awesome. yeah so I did I ran track for a little bit but I miss it sometimes I can't run at all anymore so <laughs> oh I can't either I went to a doctor's <laughs> appointment I went to a doctor's appointment the other day 
they took an x-ray in my hips and they're like you should run never ever ever again they're like you're basically bone on bones so i'm like okay cool okay cool well that's probably the best news that i could get yeah i was like, i wasn't really planning on it anymore so we're good <laughs> this, that, this job is detrimental to our bodies and our minds but also i would I run i used to run a lot before not long ago so i did mm-hmm. myself in anywho back on track to this or that the last <laughs> question the last question which I, this is a tough one would you rather fart butter or sneeze popcorn? Probably sneeze popcorn. I'm right there with you. You can eat the popcorn afterwards. Yeah, because I mean, if you're at the movies and imagine like you're just yeah. like, oh, I don't buy popcorn. I can just sneeze it out. Perfect. Exactly. It, yeah, but are are people going to be upset that you're sneezing popcorn? Like, or like, are people going to find that amusing, fun? They probably think it was fun for a while, and then they'd be like, okay, that that's enough. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, you're not wearing a diaper. <laughs> yeah, like you'd have to literally wear a diaper all the time or something, you know. So when me and Tony, we booked you, and then me and Tony started uh, game planning for the episode. Literally, I think it was like the day of, or like the next day, me and Tony started doing our notes. You come out with this Instagram post and change our whole episode up. Wow. <laughs> you made the jump. From I like it. I country. love it. It's oh, fucking no, awesome. For it. You're turning in your country boot, your cowgirl boots for a pair of Vans or Etnies, Converse's, whatever you like to wear. Um, first of all, what, like, how did you come to the decision and how hard was it for you to, you know, you had this base of country and then you just like, oh no, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Honestly, I feel like it was a long time coming. I had been, I mean, a lot of people, I feel like there's some people that do know and can kind of tell, you know, but there's some people that obviously they see me and they think of me as a country artist. And I feel like it's really hard for them to kind of like decipher the difference Mm -hmm. between me and that now. And so, um, but for the past two years, I had been trying to transition out of country. I just didn't really know what that looked like. And I'm a very... I'm um, a creature of habit. So it's like for me to transition out of something like that was really scary. Country music was like where I started. It was my safe place. It's what I knew how to do. And I knew how to write like that. And I felt like it was a comfort for me, but I knew that it wasn't where I needed to be and where I wanted to be. Um, It's kind of like that relationship. You, you know, you have to leave, but you don't, know how to do it and you almost feel guilty like their family is going to get upset or like there's all of these outside factors and like for me a lot of it too is like my fans I didn't know if that my fans would accept it and enjoy it and I was really worried about like losing a ton of people which at the end of the day if a fan really loves you and this is kind of what I've realized you know if a fan genuinely loves you and loves your music and loves you for you they're going to stick with you throughout any transition that you make. Um, I was writing a lot of, you know, more pop punk centered music and Mm. kind of doing that and testing the waters. I had put out a song called Therapy and then I put out Sinister and, you know, there's these songs that are not really country at all, but, um, you know, it was just kind of testing the waters. And then, um, you know, this past year when I started doing TikTok, um, 
I was like, you know what? Because there are so many people online that'll do so many different covers of new songs and things like that. And my manager was like, you know what? You should do like the new songs, the new song. That's what's trending. And I was like, you know what? But that's not me. That's not what I love. And I was like, I'm going to start doing emo covers because that's what I love. That's the kind of music that I grew up, I grew up on. That's the kind of music that like, even still to this day, I turn on in the car and I almost felt like just, I would, I don't know. I didn't, it's not that I felt like I was lying to people, but like, I felt like by pretending to be this country, you know, country artist, I just never felt very genuine because I would get in my car at the end of the day and I turn on like the story so far and neck deep. And that was like the kind of music that I listened to. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, I wasn't going and listening to what's new in country radio. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, I I remember when I, um, the first way I discovered or discovered you, but I found out about you is I was just wasting time flipping through Instagram and Instagram has what reels now, which is their, everybody's, you know, TikTok or whatever. And yeah. you were doing a cover of Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who the hell is this chick? She is awesome. So then I started digging into it. And I'm like, wait a second. She has a bunch of country songs. Like, I'm really confused now. And then I finally, yeah. like, I dug deeper into your, like, Instagram. And I was like, oh, I get it. And uh, then, mm-hmm. you know, I just, and then you finally came out and made the official switch. But I, my brain was, like, really blown for a couple minutes trying to figure out. <laughs> Yeah. like I was, but I love they say it was I love those covers they're amazing and then, uh, thank you kind of started off as like a fun little thing and then it got to a point where it was like I was doing them every day and now it's like kind of pushed me into the pop punk genre yeah. which has been really awesome it's like what I've always wanted I just didn't know how or when to do it and I felt like now was the perfect time Taylor, I love, love, love your new song that you're featured in, Uncomfortably Numb. Like to the Thank point you, where girl. it's gonna to the point where it's gonna become my number one song for 2022 on Spotify. <laughs> I love that. Like seriously. I love do you that. think do you think it has the potential to become uh, a TikTok viral hit and put you on the charts? Like, you know, there's there's um those trends, um, like the Couch Guy song, uh, Still Falling mm-hmm. for You by Ellie Golding. Like, do you think mm-hmm. it has has a potential like can you see like a trend going with that song um I you know what that song is just like it's so crazy to me like we didn't really do a ton of promoting or anything like that and you know it didn't get playlisted or anything it kind of just like has been doing its own thing and just to see how many people it's reached and like how well it's done you know I think not only me, but the Arrows boys too. We were like, so we believed in the song so much. And so like to see it, you know, doing what we believed that it would do um, is just has been really fulfilling to all of us. And I mean, I would love to do, I think they started to do something that was kind of a trend with it. I would love to do one or like, hopefully maybe repost the song and have somebody, you know, do something with it because I feel like it's such an awesome song and it's, it's genuinely one of my favorite songs I think I've ever got to be a part of. So um, for them, yeah, it was yeah. really exciting. But for me, awesome. it was. No, it's awesome. I mean, I yeah. love it. Where, and where can people go listen to that song? Um, you can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Everywhere. There's a music video everywhere. Anywhere you want to listen to music. <laughs> anywhere you want to listen. 
I have so I have a question. How weird or like awkward is it to make a music video? Like, or is it at all? Because I just feel like I don't know. It just Maybe like a romantic like music video is awkward to I, do. I don't but know, like, but like I don't know. I, you see you rocking out in these music videos or whatever, or like someone like a country song. You see some guy just like driving a truck down a country road or something like that, like, and they're singing yeah. her song. I just feel like that'd be kind of weird for me. I, I don't know. There's no music playing in the background, is there? Like when you do a music video? Yeah. So, no, they do. So it is like, okay, so for me, it, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say it's like awkward, but so my boyfriend, he does all of my music videos. He's done like all of my most recent videos from the somebody else music video to this very last one. And um, it's been there. There's kind of like a level of comfort, but also I get really nervous because I like, when him and I work together, obviously that's like his, his field, like that's his career. That's like what he does. And he's really amazing at it. And for me, I'm like, oh, I don't want him to think I'm like lame if I don't do well in this oh, or like, yeah. you know, for me to be like his worst client and I'm his girlfriend, you know, that's kind of like, I get nervous about that. <laughs> and so that kind of makes it a little bit more awkward, but it is fun. Um, drinking definitely helps on set. <laughs> you have a couple drinks, kind of knocks what's your, the edge what's your, off. Uh, what's your choice? What, what's the go-to? I usually will have like a white claw or something, or oh, like okay. nice no, yeah, something light because it's like obviously you're on camera and camera makes you or tends to make you look a little bit bigger than you are sometimes, and so it's like you just I don't know I I look at that stuff sometimes. Usually I don't really care that much, but I play music and everything so it's not like you're just singing to nothing yeah so if would it be less awkward awkward if you did it if you were to do a music video with someone else that isn't your boyfriend or do you think it would still be as kind of awkward I don't know maybe but maybe not because at the same time like nice, I think nice answer him, there thank you no 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 I, I mean <laughs> I'm just fucking, I'm just fucking with you <laughs> no I mean like with him there's like a level of like I want to impress this person and I think when you work with different people there's like not much of a like obviously you don't want people to leave the set and be like oh my god she was such a jerk or whatever like I hated working with her you know I like when I work with him I like want to impress him you know what I mean but like when yeah, I work sense. it kind of expects more out of me too because you know it's good push, pushing you to be better you you know putting out the best thing you can so yeah and he definitely does do that so I I do I do thank him for that gets me out of my shell a little bit that's good <laughs> Are you what? first generation um, in the music industry? For like me, me like just yeah, in my like, family. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, going absolutely. going out all for it, like knowing how to play, yeah. you know, a plethora of instruments and vocals and doing the whole nine. Yeah, I'm the only one. I am the only one. I will say that I do have like extended family that they had been very good at like playing instruments and things like that. Like my cousin's very good at playing piano and everything, but they've never like gone off to try to do the same thing that I'm doing by any means. So um, yeah, I'm like the only one in my family that's done anything like this. You know, no one in my immediate family sings or plays an instrument or, you know, like my sister's a nurse and my brother is like a business guy and my mom, like, she's good at art, but like, she'd never really, you know, mm -hmm. pursued it or anything like that. So I'm really like the only one I will say though, my dad, 
he passed away when I was eight, but when he was alive, he was a phenomenal writer. Like he didn't write songs, but he wrote like books. Like he wrote like little novels on his own and things like that. And like nothing was ever published, but he was just like really into that very much into the creepy stuff so like oh so that's where it came from (laughs) yeah like dean koontz and um who is that other guy uh gosh oh my gosh i i have tim burton in my head but that's he's not a writer it's um stephen king he's the big one yes i was yeah stephen king like we had all of those books and he was very much into like writing creepy horror stories so uh, that's probably where I get that from. <laughs> <laughs> was your family like pretty supportive? Like when you said like, this is what I want to do. Or was um, there a little like, a little like, eh, like kind of everybody wants to do that kind of thing. Um, I definitely did have support for the most part. Um, my mom is, she's always been very supportive of me. You know, she was always like, the first person, if I was like wanting to go audition for The Voice or do something like that, she's always been there, always been supporting me. Um, my sister, the same. My brother is six years older than um, myself, seven years older than my sister. So like he's kind of always been off kind of doing his own thing. But, um, you know, he lives in Cincinnati now. And so he's been able to kind of come and see me play more shows and things like that. And so I think, you know, the past few years that I've been doing this and, you know, making or trying to make a career out of it I think he kind of sees it more as like a career rather than just like a hobby for the most part I've had a lot of really awesome support and um that kind of dream or that that kind of career and so um I did have some people that were kind of just like oh she's annoying you know what I mean but at the end of the day I mean I'm hopefully doing it (laughs) hey you got us you got us fooled so (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i'm a first generation firefighter and like mm-hmm. i know there was a whole bunch of times where i went to go take tests and venture out to become a career firefighter and i have mm-hmm. failed and failed and failed over again and like mm-hmm. to the point where it becomes oh my god am i ever gonna am i ever gonna do it like i'm ever gonna get the job and like yeah. obviously eventually i i did but you know, like you said, you had a whole bunch of people, you have a whole bunch of people in your corner supporting you. And that's, that's amazing. And that's awesome. And uh, that's what you need. But is there a time where you're like burnt out and you're like, damn, like I need to like reset and refocus and take it easy. Like what, what do you do to relax, to overcome those points in your life or those times? All the time I go through that. And, um, to be honest, like the past year and a half, I think has been like the hardest, I think because of COVID and everything and everything shut down. And of course, like during COVID was kind of when, you know, my career, I mean, for so long, my career had kind of been at like this plateau. Like I felt like I wasn't really, like I had fans, but I wasn't really growing and I wasn't really, you know, like making more fans or, you know, and I wasn't able to like really play shows. And so at the beginning of COVID, I was like, wow, like this, I was kind of panicking a little bit. I actually started, you know, taking up real estate courses and stuff like that, because I was like, I need to have a game plan if this doesn't work out. Um, but there's always been a part of me that's like, oh, it's so hard to do something like that and like fully commit because I love music so much and I want to 
make this my career like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life but I felt like in a sense I was like okay you've got to be realistic here um and then I started doing TikTok and that like those just started taking off it was like kind of crazy because like I I mean for for like the first and like granted I wasn't getting like millions and millions of views or anything like that but like I was getting like I started out with like 10,000 followers on Instagram and now I have like 50 something so it's like in that amount of time it's like 40,000 people believed in me and like enjoyed what I was doing so much that like they followed me and they're a part of it now and it's like wow I never thought this would ever happen you know so it it to me I'm like uh sometimes it gets a little stressful because it's like okay well what do I do next and I don't want to disappoint people and I want to keep these covers going but I also want to take care of my mental health and like I want to be able to spend time with my family and like you know we go back and forth to Pittsburgh a lot to go visit my boyfriend's family and so like to be able to kind of just like take time off and not have to worry about like doing a TikTok every day or like whatever is like yeah what I but I mean, with that sometimes comes like the repercussions of not posting on social media where it's like, you know, you kind of fall out of an algorithm. And so it's just like, it's been like this ongoing thing where it's like, I don't know what to do. But um, as of recent, I've just kind of been like, you know what, you need a break, take a few days off. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the world. Like you'll get back on an algorithm. Things will get figured out. It's not going to be the worst thing ever. So and I just kind of try to take a few days to myself. I love to go hiking and I love to just like relax and spend time with my friends. And, you know, well, like I said, we go back to Pittsburgh a lot. So I spend some time out there and yeah, it's a nice little reset sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that answer, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you've definitely seen like social media has made it, I think, easier to discover you know upcoming artists like yourself i mean i think it's it's definitely taken away i think what from the what it used to be like we had to make like a demo tape send it to the record companies and stuff like that um do you like so do you have like a a record company a label or a company you're working with like so so how does so this is i mean for me i think a lot of our listeners there's a lot of the music industry we don't understand or don't know when i first moved to nashville i was damn my cat is on the counter my cat is on the table and she might try to get into the podcast it's okay um, my cat comes in and out all the time send it full send um, but she yeah she's just doing her thing um now i've like lost my train of thought thanks a lot thanks appreciate that <laughs> Zachary Banks. Um, yeah, well, I named her after Thackeray Banks, but she's a girl, so I just named her. I just call her Banks. Whatever. I call yeah, her Banks. I'm down with it. I like it. <laughs> anyway, um, record labels. But, yeah, so I moved to town and I, I got a publishing deal pretty quickly, which was really awesome. And um, I got to meet a lot of really like big name people in country music and. That was really cool, but um, I ended up, you know, obviously I, I didn't stay with that publishing company and I just kind of wanted to do things on my own for a while and figure out that whole thing. And, you know, <laughs> there we go. Man, there's Banks. There's um, Banks. Here she is. Big old fluff ball. She is. You know, the thing about having a label that is nice is that they are able to help you and like, 
push you to people that you probably wouldn't be able to, um, you know, write with or, you know, collab with. And obviously they have money. So it is money yeah. that, you know, they put towards your project. But there's also with that comes the expectation of doing really, really well. And in my career so far, I've obviously had to do a lot of soul searching to kind of figure out what the heck I wanted to sound like and who I wanted to be and like what I wanted, you know, my like face in this music industry to be. And so for me, it just like never made sense to sign with a label. And so I was just like, you know, I'm going to do it myself and see what I can do and see how many fans we can get and see if we can still play shows and people show up and like people still listen to the music and, you know, put money into our music videos and do it that way. And I feel like from that, we've created such an organic fan base to where it's like, like, I just love it. Like, I love being an independent artist. I do think about it sometimes. I'm like, man, it would be nice to have, you know, the promotion of a label or like the money behind it and things like but that. But they also take they also take a lot of money from you though, yeah, right? They do. And at the end of the day, like you're probably the last one getting paid. I mean, they have so many people that are working for you. You have to pay your manager, you have to pay your A and R person, you have to pay, you know, this person, this person, this person, you have to pay for your publishing, you have to pay, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when you do it all on your own, it's like, yes, it's a lot of money. Yes, you have to put in your own work and do it yourself but it's so much more rewarding I think at the end I mean I wouldn't know what it's like to be with a label because I haven't ever signed one but I can only imagine you know like what people go through and from a lot of the things that my friends say like having the creative you know freedom to be able to just put out a song that you want like for me to just be able to put out left you instead yeah. and not have to ask somebody is this a good idea should I not or like have them tell me no when I really want it you know like it's just so much better for me personally yeah. too yeah. I would say you're definitely doing yeah. something right I mean <laughs> look at your Spotify is blowing up Instagram's blowing up you just booked a, to- a, a little tour over like a west coast tour I mean yeah. you're doing something on right the east now. coast I mean, come to the east coast oh yeah I know I know I want to I want to so bad so, so come soon. come back go go play at hershey <laughs> go play at pittsburgh go back home play that'd, that'd be a cool to do a show like that i mean yeah. that's what i i want to do so bad and that i mean in that case i'd be able to have a lot of my friends and family come to watch too yeah. so that's something that's really important just being able to go back there so i think a a, a big thing it sounds like too uh, uh something that's kind of really come into light with um uh, Taylor Swift has made it popular is you have the rights to your music right now. Is that correct? You don't have to yes. deal with that, that issue that she ran into with um, labels she had been with. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like lo- so logistically speaking about it, sorry to cut you off, Taylor, is that <laughs> you, what kind of streaming service do you put out? Like, is there a platform where you can put out your music and like, you know, what is it like your, you know, you don't have to answer this. What's your return profits on that kind of, kind of <laughs> I'm sorry did you you heard half of that didn't you yeah <laughs> I heard half of it okay. um but I think I can kind of get a gist of like what you were saying so basically like what streaming platforms do I use like or like what do I use to like distribute my music is that what you yeah to distribute your music and like do you oh, have yeah. like a return from you know you, this is like uh money aspect but like what is your return from yeah. getting from streaming stuff 
Um, honestly, it just kind of depends on how you stream. Um, like if you stream really well, if you get a couple million streams, you're getting pretty decent paycheck. But if you're not, I mean, obviously like streaming is very, very little money. It's like 0. 0.0007 cents or something like yeah, that. Crazy. So it's, it's really, it's really not a lot of money at all. So it's like somebody could have like, you know, a couple million streams and it's, you know, you're probably not getting it's not like you're getting a million dollars. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely a lot less significantly less than, you know, I think what a lot of people think, um, which kind of stinks too, but it's like streaming is so important because it's like, that's what gets your music out there. More people listen to it that way. But yeah, I don't know. It just kind of depends on like how you do. And yeah, I don't know. It's just a very interesting thing. So yeah, it, it is a very weird world to be in, especially as an independent artist. And, and so is your manager handling all of that or you got kind of tag teaming it and doing it together? Yeah. So he handles more so of like the streaming side of things. Like he makes sure like all of the songs are in um, like our industro ready to go and things like that. I kind of just handle the writing and all of that interaction with fans, social media, all of that stuff. So um, we kind of keep that stuff separate. I think if I did control all of it, I'd go a little crazy. So Yeah, that, that seems like a big plate have, to take care of. Jeez. Yeah, it is nice to have like a, you know, a balance. We're both able to do our thing. So. so Taylor, we want to respect your time and we know we're pushing an hour yes. here. So we're going to start wrapping it up because you got this uh, got a party to go uh, to. Little bonfire yeah, to go I to. actually, I had people like, like people calling my gate code now. And I was like, oh my gosh, people are here already. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll start but, wrapping it up here. You can give yeah. us a good 10 minutes. We'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. So we're going to go to our segment called be advised. Your question is idiotic. Um, so I'm mm. going to ask you three questions. Very, mm. very weird. And just answer them as best as you can. We can all kind of answer them. Uh, we'll kind of make it quick. So do you okay. think you can deliver presents stealthily to a whole cul-de-sac before Santa delivers presents to all of America? Definitely not. No. <laughs> you think you'll get caught in like the cops? No hesitation. Like- no hesitation. She's like, no, no, no. I definitely wouldn't. You know, Santa's magic. He can just fit down the little chimneys. I like... I don't think there would be any way I, I'd be trying to like get in there. People have really, they've got like simply safe now and like ring cameras. <laughs> I would get caught in two seconds. Be fucked. <laughs> I would be yeah, stuck. Uh, I'll, get, I'll get stuck in the chimney. It'll be awful. I'll need to have the fire department yeah, come and get me out of a ladder. <laughs> no, I'd have to call you guys. And I'd, you'd be like, oh, what are you doing? Breaking in. <laughs> yeah, no, that wouldn't be us. We'll let PD handle that. Hey, Taylor, we're going to keep on going because we don't want to keep you too long. Be advised. Okay. Your question is idiotic. Uh, what okay. professional musician would you choose to be um, your college roommate? Uh, probably Avril Lavigne. Oh, yeah. Avril Lavigne. She'd be fun. Speaking of which, loved the Halloween costume, by the way. Thank I think you. <laughs> a, little predi- a little predictable, but you pulled it off 100%. 100%. I, I was like, 10%. Thank you so much. <laughs> Listen, so do you, think, do you think she'll keep you kind of grounded with studying too? Or you think like back in the heyday, she'll just be like, fuck school. We're going to party. Let's party. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like the second one for sure probably <laughs> wouldn't be the best, like, you know, influence, but definitely would be a good time. You'd have a good time. It. It'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> You'd All have right. a lot of fun for sure. 
what's your uh, go-to game plan if a zombie apocalypse ever hits? You can't just say die either. Like that's that's a layup. Um, I have no idea. Everyone has everyone has a firehouse of us. If a if a zombie apocalypse hit, yeah, like. (laughs) What are, what are you and your boyfriend doing? Like, you guys live together? Oh, no, we don't live together, no. But okay. he did come in my house. <laughs> you know what? Is it like, you is know? It like Shaun, are you going to do like Shaun of the Dead? Are you all going to meet up? So I definitely would do like doomsday prepping for sure. We'd probably go like, have you ever seen like A Quiet Place? We definitely yeah, get like some, some arms, some, some things to be able to protect ourselves and be like, Dawn of the Dead kind of stuff. <laughs> Did you ever see yeah. the second Quiet Place? Playing. We've never seen the second one now. I but. want to. I like the first. I like yeah. the first one a lot. So to, to yeah. make this to make this a little bit more dark, why not? Let's just go with it. Oh, you know, okay. pop, pop punk, hat. go with emo. Would you mm-hmm. shoot your boyfriend in the head if he was a zombie? That's tough because I I'm rewatching The Walking Dead with my wife. And like I'm at a part where like that just happened, and it's like, ugh, yeah, I don't know if I could do it. Rough. I don't, I don't know if I could do that. I think you could. When a zombie, sit, <laughs> if he's a zo- if he's a zombie trying to eat you, zombie? I think push comes to shove. Maybe I think I just have to be in that situation to be able to. Do- you gotta, you gotta have that discussion because these are important life questions that you yeah. should never we'll def- know. We'll definitely talk about that later because like. I guess that is something we we need to figure out. Like, are you gonna kill me? Like, you guys got to be on the same page there. Yes. I, I think that's it. That's all we got for uh, be advised. Your que- your questions all right. idiotic. All right, um, Taylor. So you have a big party coming up. You're about to kick it out there. Fire up some, uh, you know, a nice campfire. Yes. So we're we're gonna wrap things up here real fast. Okay. Um, we just want you know you can so you can tell everybody where they can find you where they can hear you um you have anything new any more new music coming out new tours shows what, what do you got where can people find you here you see you well you can find my music on all the streaming platforms spotify itunes amazon music all that good stuff youtube i've got some music videos and stuff like that if you guys like youtube um i do have some new stuff coming up I don't want to give it away though, but I will say that I am going on tour early December, December 10th, the West Coast tour with this wildlife and arrows in action. And if anybody out there is looking for a fun show to go to and you happen to be on the West Coast, come on out. It's going to be really fun. So that's kind of what we got going on. We cannot wait for your new music, for your tour, for more tours, East Coast tour for sure. So you got to do East Coast tour for sure. Uh, We lead off with a question that we we're going to ask that you, well, we're going to ask you, I guess. Yes. Which, uh, which one would you choose for the emergency services? We'll even throw in an ER nurse in there. Would you do, would you be an ER nurse, a firefighter, EMS, or a police officer? Which one would you be? Which one would you That's like to hard. do if you had to pick? That's hard because my roommate is a ICU nurse. My oh, sister wow. is an ER nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and so I hear a lot of stories about that. But honestly, I think I would probably be a nurse just because there are so many, like, I'm, I'm sure you guys have insane stories too, but like 
there's just some stories that I hear where it's like, that just seems like it would be a really funny situation to be in. After it's over, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So Sometimes... I, I like taking care of people too. So I think that that would be a good, would I be a good nurse? Probably not. You know, <laughs> don't trust me with, you know, your meds or anything like that. You're, you know, overrated, of, but I would try my best. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of times things are happening to us and I just can't believe this is real life and this is actually happening to me. So yeah. <laughs> um, one last question for you. I mentioned in our Instagram, um, mm-hmm. we asked, you know, a lot of our guests, um, you know, if they have questions for firefighters, paramedics, just first responders in general, if they'd mm-hmm. like to ask mm-hmm. us just to kind of, you know, clear up some stuff that yeah. people, people might know about us. So um, do you guys like, turn on your lights for fun just to get through traffic faster yes yes i'll answer that yes <laughs> well, well, right, not listen. Emergency. no well here's the thing so like if we're going on a medium on a busy highway and we need to get mm-hmm. to the other side and like we just finished clearing a a bullshit crash or, or just any kind of mer- a me- a medical mm-hmm. emergency or or just fire emergency like mm-hmm. these these assholes are flying 90 miles down power down the road so we're like yeah all right we don't want to get creamed or we don't want to get anyone hurt so like we're going to turn on the lights just to make sure that everyone's aware yeah, yeah. gotcha gotcha but we won't like we won't, be just, like we won't be just like cruising down the road to get coffee like oh, let's turn the lights on and see what they look like today nah it's kind of frowned upon unfortunately <laughs> at least where we work it's kind of frowned upon that. i always wondered that so thank you for clearing that up oh, for me well, well, we can help with that <laughs> Yes. police is another thing we can't answer that question no so, <laughs> but um anywho no, taylor, taylor thank you thank so you. much for coming on um thank you had a blast we look forward to hearing you and all your success coming up speaking of cats my cats I mean, coming up now anyway, <laughs> oh my god um we it's can't wait thing. to hear all your music who you're going to work with and everything um remember stay emo and uh mm-hmm. We will catch you on the next one, Tony. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey, Zach. Hey, Tony. Yo, do you remember Firehouse Lax? I do remember Firehouse Lax. Some good, great guys over there. Good guys, but they were kind of slacking on just, they were not being all inclusive. Don't you agree? Yeah, I'd say so. They were kind of in a very narrow path there. Very narrow path. Just lacrosse. That's it. But it's okay. I mean, not everyone loves lacrosse, but you know what? They went bigger and they rebranded and now they are firehouse athletics. So they're all inclusive. Now, if you like hockey, football, soccer, baseball, you name it, uh, probably water polo. I don't know. Sure. Why not? Yeah. A firehouse athletics. They include everyone. Um, speaking of athletics, um, my fantasy team, not doing Terrible. so hot, not doing so hot. Um, we're in a fantasy league together. And I wish I wouldn't have started Mike White when he got hurt, but I Should've did. Learn your lessons. Should right, learn your lessons playing listen, a Jets this, player. Listen, Tom Brady was hurt, 
and not hurt. He was on a bye. I don't even know what I'm talking about. There's a White million people hurt. better that I would have played over anybody okay. that played the Jets. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> you know what? You know what's going to make me feel better at the end of the day is just going to Firehouse Athletics, buying me a nice <laughs> plush hoodie, and just forgetting my pain and misery of the Being goddamn a Jets. Jets. Fan. Yeah. Exactly. Until next year. Until it's, yeah. it's all over again. Yeah. So, hey, check it out, though. They also, if you buy something from them, a small proceeds goes to the Guns and Hoses Foundation in the Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area. So, I think that's pretty cool, too. I'd say so. It's an awesome deal, man. Yeah. And uh, you, I think you were looking them up, and you were like, they got some pretty cool cats on their team. Oh, um, yeah. Like, like repping, repping them. They have... Uh, wild names, like wild names. Like oh, I mean, yeah. see, I'm watching this one guy, uh, Jeff Shatler from the Sas- Saskatchewan Rush at a Saskatoon, Canada. Yeah, they're worldwide. They're, yeah, man, they're hitting everywhere. Firehouse, they're hit every man. country. Firehouse they think they're gonna they're gonna go to Europe and hit um, David Beckham, even though he lives in America now. So whatever. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, they're pulling a lot, man. They got they got people from college football, BYU, Penn State uh field hockey women's i mean they're all over the place yeah i i think this was missing for sure uh like something in the fire world spectrum was combining athletics and the firehouse together i mean like you have so many teams uh you have hockey teams in the fire fire department fdny has their own football team so i mean it just makes sense to uh get a brand out there and you know uh include everyone for sure 